You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. This podcast takes a look at our favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who hasn't seen them. Oh, that's me. Purrs them with a great alcoholic beverage. <laughs> that's me. And Forgot my we, line. And then we talk about it. I don't know where par came from either. Pars it. Uh, this week we watched the 1987 movie uh, Raising Arizona. And yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> I mean, Native, Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by. Justina, the jellical jester. She who knows no movies. Oh, Stephanie wasn't synced up she with you. That's fine. That's I'm fine. sorry. I was okay. I was actually pulling up my cocktail so I'd have it ready for cocktail See, time. See, she's doing her job. It's part of work. I was just pulling it up on my phone. But also you're joined by your facilitator of fun and lady of libations, Stephanie. We have an action-packed show, but first... But first, (laughs) if you would like to follow us, you can find us on any fine podcast app, including Spotify, by searching for the Mopcast Network. You can find us on YouTube at Mopcast Network, where we have our podcast, movie reviews, mashups, and short films, where I'm naked, waiting for you to enjoy. Subscribe and set the alert so you don't miss anything. We just broke 200 subscribers on YouTube. I'm proud of that. That's one. awesome. I might be naked too, guys. Just search for it. I am you not have naked. to watch literally know. all of them to see if you can find it. We are also now on. <laughs> this is not what I thought it said. I can't say what I thought this said, but bit shoot. <laughs> As well. Um, so look for Scotty White Company and find us there. Yeah, I'll post about 10 videos on there. I, I thought that said something else. I thought that said that what you thought it said. Also starts with a B, but. Uh, bit shoot. No. <laughs> but it starts a bit. Well, I was thinking it ends with a cocky. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. No. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. That's not the thing. The Modcast Network is never on that. It's not on that. (laughs) That's why I paused. I was like, what? (laughs) The picture thing's been in there on and off for a while. So So there you go. I've been in there for about three months. But if you would like to find out more about the Cult Movie Cantina, you can join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cult movie cantina. There you can find out the latest movie news, see trailers, play some games. We got wrong title only and caption this. You could also talk to us. Please, please talk to us. Find out when we'll be in your town. It like, might be yours. I like Justina's desperation. Please, please, please talk, talk to, to us. Help. And then tag me because I don't always get it unless you tag me. Like just tag me specifically. Call and me out. Speaking of shows Pensacola we will be all up in you in February so you'll see us at Pensacon the weekend of February 29th through March 1st so stay tuned for details of our film and times we'll have prizes and it's going to be awesome and you'll get to meet us get our autographs take some selfies all that kind of stuff because we are awesome. I don't think we're autograph famous. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> I will sign anything that's Excuse brought to me. me. We are autograph famous. You just need one person for an autograph, boom, autograph also, famous. Also, you will find, I know for a fact, the Jellical Jester and the Lady of Libations downtown Pensacola during Pensacon. You guys missed me last year. Evenings. You have no idea. Okay. <laughs> It was a blast. So Uh, there you go. I will say that I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think our show is going to be Friday night. But we'll we'll have uh, details as soon as I find. I'll find out in a couple of days. That's awesome. They're working on the schedule. Uh, And uh, our movie has been requested. And it's uh, something that has a tie-in with another Pensacon guest. That's awesome. And it's going to be real, real fun. And as soon as I can announce the date, I will announce the show early so you can prepare. All right. Huzzah. Preparation is key. So, we watched Raising Arizona. From, yes, we did. From 1987. It's such a cute movie. You can listen to the trailer now. This little mommy had five kids. This little mommy couldn't have none. So her ex-con husband just borrowed one. Shh. And the fun has just begun. I'll be taking these huggies and whatever cash you got. Hold on, Mason. We're gonna go pick up Daddy. Racing Arizona. It ain't Ozzy and Harriet. Rated PG-13. 
Yay. And now that you've seen the trailer, we no longer have to talk about the film because you've also seen the movie. Because the movie was pretty much the trailer. <laughs> pretty much. There's a little well, bit more to it. I mean, it's a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> um, so watch Raising Arizona, the, uh, written and directed both by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Um, the brothers, the Cohen brothers often work in tandem. And so the, the credits are kind of a little funny on that. Uh, stars Nicholas Cage as H.I. McDonough. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Holly Hunter as Ed. <laughs> Trey Wilson as Nathan Arizona Sr. John Goodman as Gale. William Forsythe as Evel. Sam McMurray as Glenn. Francis McDormand, who's uh, married to a Cohen brother, but I can never remember which one, uh, as Dot. And Randall Tex Cobb as Leonard Smalls. Yay. So you want to know something fun factual about me? Sure. I was halfway through that movie before I realized Nick Cage was in it. Because I didn't know any of the people in it. And we started it and we were watching it. And it was like halfway through. It wasn't halfway through. Because it's when they were first, like he first did the thing with the Huggies. And like I sat there for a minute and went... How could you not recognize that's Nick him Cage. from the beginning? That's Nick Cage right there. Yeah, first of all, that's past the credits, so the credits were told you Nick, Nick Cage. Is oh, well, I wasn't reading the credits. Like I was also crocheting, okay? <laughs> we know how I do things. But it was during that first chase scene where I was watching and I went, that is that Nick like Cage. like 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, that's about halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> We're but I recognized by name who right. it was out Listeners, loud. Let's take a moment and hope that the Wi-Fi picks up so the drink that I chose will download on my phone in time for me to get to the libation. Because <laughs> we need some Wi-Fi. Just turn the... Uh, oh, I was going to say turn, turn the, the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi off. off. Use your phone. <laughs> I did that and it's looking at me like I'm I got. I've been getting signal right here. You want me to hold it right here no, for a I second? I got it. Oh, I got it. Now. We're good. We're good. Crisis averted. Good friends. A Wi-Fi is coming. I promise. I'm taking this screenshot so I don't have to worry about it we're good ready for the sermon preach brothers and sisters gather round aunts and uncles amen oh man meet H.I. McDonough hi hi a career criminal in Arizona in the Arizona justice system he seems not to be able to stay out of trouble and he keeps getting thrown in jail he's very nonchalant uh, about it though uh, between the times of getting in and getting out, uh, he meets uh, a police officer, Edwina, also who we all lovingly call Ed. 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 Well, she takes the mugshots, and that's, that's how they meet. During their many runs in, Ed's fiance, or fiance, finance, it was fiance, is what she called him. Yeah. Leaves her, and well, high is smitten, and he and her get married after he's freed from jail. Well, you know, after everything was all legal, of course. I'm a free man, <laughs> and I want to marry you. I love I love the opening of this film. I love my my favorite scene in the opening is the, the stuff when he's in jail. I love what he's laying in his bunk and listening to the guy above him. Yeah, who's like you know when, when, when we were you know it's like we were so poor we didn't have food. So it's like it cracked it reminded me of uh, um, Bubba from um, Forrest Gump with right. the you know the shrimp, shrimp creole and fried shrimp and the shrimp. <laughs> we couldn't know frog legs. We ate crawdad. When there were no crawdad to be found, we ate sand. You we ate, we ate sand. sand. You ate, <laughs> we ate sand. Yeah, I, that's what I'm. Yeah, eat what you gotta eat, Scotty. That's <laughs> true. I kept. I almost looked up about the dangers of eating sand, but I did not. I found. I found uh, other fun facts. I used though. to eat dirt as a kid. I think all kids have to eat dirt. Nope. Yeah. You'd never eat dirt. I like. I won't eat potato skins because they taste like dirt. I've always okay, had like a strong a aversion to dirt. That I don't, I mean, okay, so. She only eats dirt, that's her confession. No, like, She's like I dip I my potatoes in dirt. I was one of those kids that. that liked to put stuff in my mouth. Yeah, you did. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to no, take a moment just to just repent that sin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So cold, just think about that for a minute. I don't think I've quite gotten over that. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> one time my mother, I was a toddler. Mind you, my mother walked in on me sitting in the kitchen floor. Brace yourselves with a cockroach in my mouth. Yeah, that's oh, nope. <laughs> I got to go. I can't associate with these people and no more. You've got children. They've probably eaten weird things. They're not eating cockroaches or they got to go too. You're like, now, oh, yeah, you, I got to go. Now, mind you, we did not have a dirty house. Let me qualify this. We were living in Florida 
and it was rainy season and you get those big palmetto bugs when it rains so it's not a it, that's what really what it was the big ones not the german ones that because you know <laughs> you're dirty and they're in there but yeah. you knew the type of cockroach stephanie this has gone too far i'm just telling you but my mother made me spit it out so. good good for your mother <laughs> remind me to give her a big hug okay so there I dog food <laughs> once I don't remember what it tasted like, but I also used to eat dirt, so there's that. I don't recommend trying it again. If you do, though, they have candied ones. Try those. Man, she's on uh, Fear Factor. She got this. It's like, (laughs) all right. She got this. I also like the group therapy session. Oh, yeah, those are cute. Why do you say you you feel trapped in in a man's body? Well, sometimes I get the menstrual cramps really hard. (laughs) Really hard. I'm just... (laughs) <laughs> he says it with such a straight face. I don't. This movie is hilarious. I, it's, it, well, I like the way it was. What filmed. kills me is the um, high's hair. Oh yeah, I can't even describe that shit. Well, it's like they described it as a Woody Wood hair, uh, Woody Woodpecker head haircut, and okay. it got the the more stressed out he gets, the head, the more crazier her, right, his hair right. goes, it's and great. so it's tied in. Especially like, when he takes off that panty, <laughs> son. You got a panty on your head. <laughs> That's coming up. All right. Okay. So, Sorry. So he gets a job at a machine shop. They move to a mobile home in the desert. Uh, life is great for them. However, they want to take the next logical step and have a baby. Except, well, Ed is barren. And because of High's colorful past, they're not not—they're not the best candidate for adoption. Uh, this is when it's the couple... Damn learn, shame. This is when the couple <laughs> learns about the Arizona Quints. The sons of the, fu- uh, the furniture magnate, Nathan Arizona of Unpainted Arizona. Of course, we all know unpainted Arizona. So feeling that they okay, have whoa, whoa. We all know of unpainted Arizona. Is that a thing? That's no, a joke. Okay, good because you make jokes like that, but then I feel like I'm missing out on something because well, I do not know I of unpainted know if Arizona. You, if you remember, because you're probably younger, but there was a trend back in the day where there was un, like all kinds of places that sold unfinished furniture, like in that was it around that time say, frame? Well, yeah, so it's like unpainted, basically unpainted furniture. Okay. You have to remember T Boz. I do of, remember T Boz. T Boz with Hoffman Furniture. If I could find, I would get. So we had our own colorful furniture salesman uh, commercial. Was that a local person? Yeah, local person. Hoffman Furniture, I think, still is in business downtown. Um, uh, well, I know the building. There's a store down there. I don't know. <laughs> if they're in, in I don't business. know if it's in business, but I think it's a front for something else. <laughs> T Boz was this. Um, he wore a. Uh, a white suit and a white hat, and he looked like Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. It's a brave, brave man. <laughs> he wore it even after before. Got you right there. Oh, look, there's a. Uh, We're totally gonna put it on there. All right. Can I play it? Yeah, sure. What? Hold on, that's a long one. Well, here maybe, like a snippet. Oh, geez. It says VHS. This is hilarious. This is a recording off of VHS. You can hear the static. It's hilarious. I feel old. We are old. Whoa, 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 whoa. We never talk about a lady's age. Okay, good, sir. I didn't say anything. That sounds like the guy in no. Unpainted Arizona. It, it is kind of, kind of like Nathan. Well, it's the same thing, kind of, but I want to hear this name. Hold on. It's coming. I can see it. <laughs> T-Buff for Furniture Warehouse USA. It. Is it T-Buff? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I will try to do some 3D events that will shock you, or rock you, or reel you in the band frenzy. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday only. Located that intersection. Anyway, we'll find a so good one. We'll it, find a good T-Buff. T-Buff? Is that what he... Yeah. I always thought it was T-Boz. No, T-Buff. What's hell? A long time ago. Wow. From T-Buff Hoffman from Furniture. Hoffman Furniture. It was awesome. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm excited. I just saw him <laughs> in the white suit. This is like a reel of his commercials. Oh, that's great. Uploaded from a VHS tape. 
Kansas City. I'm T Buff for Furniture Warehouse. Wow, it was all over, didn't it? It's an untamed layaway sale. Yes, folks, our warehouse is a jam packed with layaways, untamed layaways, and right now, I'm It's crazy. We're all surprised. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they're funny. So we had our own kind of. Yeah, he was national. I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah, know he was all over the place. That I was, was a always, national because he was specific for us. It was Hoffman Furniture. I mean, yeah, but he's T buff, and the T buff dude is national. Who knew? I, yeah, I didn't. Anyway, learn something new every day. Right? It's like that shatters my childhood almost. Oh, I'm sorry. Not in a bad way. It just like opens my eyes. T buff from Hoffman Furniture. So. Anyway. Uh, so we got Arizona, dude. Uh, so feeling that the, the, the Arizonas have too many babies to handle, Hi and Ed go out to kidnap one of the babies. They end up with Nathan Jr. Well, they end up with nothing, and she tells him to go get her a baby. She's like, you need to bring me back a baby. Bring me back a baby. <laughs> you come back there, and you do. You give me back a toddler. I, okay, I want to talk about Holly Hunter in this moment. For, She's for, so brilliant. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of Holly Hunter and a lot of her films. Can yeah. we please list some of the other ones? Because I don't recognize her you from keep anything. You talking. Okay. I'm going to look her up so and list some movies. Holly Hunter is got this... I don't know what this drawl is. I don't know what part of the South or... But it's beautiful. <laughs> and she is I think so, she sounds like she's from West Virginia. She's got so much character in her that just... I love... I love the scene where she makes him go back to get the get the baby. Well, babies cry. That's what they do. They go yeah. and roll them the one. But I love when they she gets the baby and she's hugging it and she just goes, "I just love him so much." I know. Right? And then she stops, and then she looks at him again and goes, "I just love him so much." It's so damn funny. It is. Great. I think she was my favorite character. Oh, I think so. Her, I, I, and her and Nicholas uh, Cage's chemistry are, are just solid. So, yeah, she's been a lot of really good stuff. Um, I'll be the judge of that, okay? You've you not can seen be movies. Just, hey, 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 hey. Worry about yourself. Did you see the movie The Piano? She did not. No. Oh, God, Scotty, that was a great movie. Scotty, you know my life? Maybe. Is okay. it about a piano? She's, no. Have you seen The Incredibles? Is she the mom? Yeah. She's Elastigirl. Okay. Yeah. I have seen The Incredibles. I do right. have children. There you go. <laughs> If I did not have children, I probably would not <laughs> have seen The Incredible. It was a good movie. I'm not dogging it. You I just would so not excited. have seen it. Is she the mom? Is she the mom? Because <laughs> I can recognize that voice, actually. There you go. I'm trying to see what else maybe you've seen. I'm trying to look for stuff Justina may have seen. Did you see oh, Obar- Brother Wart, though? I have not seen that. Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. We actually may have to do Oh, Brother. That's a great movie. The piano is one of my favorites. Anna Paquin got her Oscar. Is that for a serious film? Yes, mm-hmm. very serious. That sounds like a serious film. Anything it's, arts related is usually serious. Well, you just need to watch it. Okay. She plays a mutant in that, so she doesn't have the good accent. A mutant. A mute. mute. She's with Mutesman. Mute. Mute. <laughs> Anna Paquin plays the mutant. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so she's been a lot of stuff. You just need to go look. <laughs> I like that look. <laughs> I'll look her up. Yeah, you need to look her up. She's great. Have you seen Roe versus Wade? Nope. No, she's not seen that or Copycat or oh. Bastard Out of Carolina or Never mind. <laughs> what fine. am I who am I kidding? You don't it's watch fine. movies. Go ahead and finish. I have seen some. Get on with the sermon, sir. Preach it. Yeah, got the baby. So next day, hi and Ed are visited by his boss. Um Oh, wait, no. I'm no, you passed I something. One. They bring the baby home and soon uh, are, are visited by Galen Evel Snotes, bank robbers who escape from prison and they know High. They tempt him robbing a bank and, and High has a nightmare about seeing the arrival of Leonard Smalls, the bount- a bounty hunter biker from hell. The manhunter is all out to hunt for a baby and that baby is Nathan Jr. Next day, High and Ed are visited by High's boss, Glenn, he, uh, his wife, Dot, and their children. Dot's so funny. Francis McDermott's great in this, yeah. too. Yeah, so we kind of went a little fast right there, but I really like that he gets up in the morning, these two convicts are just eating, and she sits down and, like, unapologetically is, like, death staring them, okay? Yeah. Holding her baby, feeding it milk, and they're like, why aren't you breastfeeding? <laughs> and she's like, pretty much like, shut up and leave me alone. And then he comes out, sits down, and she just looks at him. He's like, all right, guys. I'm going to need you to be scarce later on. <laughs> we got to go see some people. Some decent people. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, didn't y'all just steal a baby? <laughs> right. And then he was like, you know, I don't feel like going either. And then the next thing you see, he's at the the decent yeah. people party. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I really like that part where she was just, 
Why aren't you breastfeeding? She's y'all got to go. Y'all got yeah, to basically. You got, to, got go. to go. None of your damn business. Um, next day, hi, and I visited by Hi's boss, Glenn, his wife, Dot, and their children. Dot's trying to adopt another baby. Uh, she's she's basically kind of in love with little ones until they get they get old enough and um, excuse me. Uh, she kind of loves them when they're little and, and tolerates them when they're older. Basically, how she kind of works. Right. Like okay. kittens are cute, and then they're cats, and they're just there. Right. That's how she feels about children. I think she just likes giving them you know biblical names. All right. Um, after giving baby advice, Glenn takes Hi off to chat, revealing that he and his wife are swingers, and invite Hi and Ed into the circle. Hi does not take that well, and. Uh, Chases Glenn and Glenn runs into a tree, a cactus, and well, well, High loses his job. <laughs> right. So I, I guess I missed the part where he ran into the cactus. I know that he punched him. Yeah, he punched him, and, and then, then I, I missed the next part. So I thought that he had just punched him, and then he showed up the next day. Well, we'll get to there, but like way more battered. And right. I was like, I yeah, he hit him in, hard. Yeah, he ran into a cactus. That's afterwards. amazing. Uh, later that night, High robs a convenience store and. Uh, to steal a pack of diapers and whatever else is in the register. He was itching. He needed to feel good. He's having a rough night. Ed sees this, drives off, and one of the greatest chase scenes in cinema begins. He runs for the. Uh, he runs after. Uh, he runs. The police chase him. A pack of dogs chase him. Armed cashiers chase him. A, Everyone's shooting. Uh, a car. Uh, he carjacks a guy who tells him he has a panty on his head. <laughs> Son, you have yeah. a panty on your head. Drive fast. Um. I like that he's in the grocery store. I like actually when Ed runs runs drives off with he turns around like the kitty's robin's got this just giant you know like a magnum and it's just like and the goofiest look. What cracks me up about this scene is it, of course the the first time I saw it I'm like, "Oh my god, is he ever going to get the Pampers or like the diapers because <laughs> he drops them and then grabs some more and he drops those and the what so I was really worried that they wouldn't have any diapers. <laughs> that was probably the best part of that with all of the like slapstick of him running, everyone shooting. They're never hitting him, but he doesn't seem phased by the fact that he's getting shot at just like, "Well, here we go." par for the course it's fine and he's running and then she gets him and she's yelling he's like i understand yes ma'am I take it right a, here i come from a long line of frontiersmen and outlaws man <laughs> it's like the whole time he's like he's he understands he's taking it he's trying to give his but he's never angry and he's like okay you need to take a left and she's like drifting around corners know, and still yelling and, and he's like, like oh this is okay. our turn baby right here and the whole thing yeah i understand and picks up the huggies right, picks it right like it's not a big deal he's like we gotta be a family you know it's like it's well, I gotta change my ways. It's fine. I understand that. We're not Ozzy and Harriet, and just oh, it's such a good lie. It's just so well written. Um, where was I? Uh, next, uh, High picks him up, and they have a fight, and and well, it looks like they're on the outs. Next morning, Glenn shows up and threatens High, knowing that they have Nathan Junior, and he's threatening to call the police unless they give him and, and Dot the baby. Meanwhile, he's driving Gail. Gail Evel overhear the conversation, overpower High, take the baby, and while they go rob a bank. Ed and High arm themselves to go after Nathan Jr. During this going on, Leonard Smalls approaches Nathan, Arizona, says he can find the baby for $50,000. Nathan Sr. declines the offer, but Smalls says he'll recover the baby anyway and sell it on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> and then he smoothly caught that fly. He, yeah, he caught a fly. It was pretty That's awesome. That's right. Um, Gail and Evel rob the blank bank, but leave Jr. on top of the car, accidentally drive off. <laughs> They, they, then they get hit by a die canister, what makes them all blue and incapacitates them. Smalls arrives in junior ju- for Junior just ahead of Ed and High. Ed grabs the baby and flees while High is, uh, tries to fight Smalls. It doesn't go very well, but during the, luckily during the battle, High snags a pin off one of the bounty hunters' grenades and he can, explodes. Can we just stop for a second? Mm-hmm. Let's scoot back to sure. the dudes who have the baby that have stolen them for the bank robbery. They were so hilarious when they realized that they had left the baby. They were freaking out the whole way and like screaming. And when they got they the scream baby, a lot. Yeah. And so when they finally got the baby, let's not ever leave the baby. We're never going to leave the baby again. You never, never leave a man behind. <laughs> never leave a baby. We're not ever going to leave this baby again. It was hilarious. I like. OK, so I'm, I'll back up because I'm trying to do this in chunks so we can talk about it. Yeah. But um, when I like when Gail and Evil after they've gotten Nathan Jr. and they have to go buy diapers uh-huh. and they go into the store. The sto- Rob- robbing stores for diapers is a, kind of a theme in this movie. Right, right. But uh, I like when he goes to get the balloons. Yeah. Well, these are fun. Different shapes. <laughs> well, you think a round is funny. <laughs> uh, a round is funny. 
And then he says, when he goes to, and when he gets the, you know, after he robs the guy and, and makes him count to 500 or whatever it was. Oh, it was 800. It was 800. I couldn't remember. Yeah, because he hits 700 when they come back. It's like 761 and goes, oh, hell, and gets up and then they come back screaming. He's like, 762? Like, he gets back down. I think he had an aught in there, too. Like, 7-aught Mississippi 1 or something, anyway. I don't remember. But I like when he sits in the car with, with um, Gail and, and Gail asks him about the balloons and is like, are they in funny shapes? He goes, nope, circular. The dialogue in this is so clever. It is. It's just, it I'm, really is. It's just a funny movie. Uh, the Bounty Hunter... Uh, uh, High snags the pen on one of the bunny hunter's grenades and he explodes. He apologizes though. He's such a nice man. Right. Like he really is. He was like, I'm really sorry about this. Ed and Hyde decide to return Nathan Jr. back to the home where they're confronted by Nathan Sr. He's sympathetic to their plight but and doesn't turn them in. They go home where High has another dream. In this dream, Gail and Evo return to prison. Uh, Glenn gets his due from a Polish-American uh, police officer who... Couldn't swallow Glenn's wild tale about the kidnapping and uh, him telling one too many Pollock jokes. Nathan Jr. gets a Christmas gift from a couple who wishes to remain n- unknown. Later, Nathan Jr. becomes a football star. The dream ends with an elderly couple together visiting by the, uh, visiting with their family and children and grandchildren during the holidays. Looks like things might work out for High and Ed. That's so sweet. That is sweet. I love this movie. I Do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah, I, Today, I mean, it was yesterday. So you, this, came you, out, not, so. you, you weren't no. here for the Cold Meeting, so I, I did not mm-hmm. know if you've seen this before. So, yeah, I had not even heard of it. Really? So I didn't even know what to expect, which is why I didn't even know the people in it. I, oh, that's kind of cool. I absolutely love this movie. I <sighs> Nick Cage. He is a strange bird. In, like I mean I can't like I like how philosophical you're well, trying to get I'm trying to like I think it's great I'm trying to think of the right way to say this because he's not your favorite no it's not that I it's there's been some movies that he's been in that I absolutely love and and he's very I mean I've been in a movie with him and I've met him and he's a nice guy um but like his early movies I think are fantastic some of his later movies, not so much. I think, I mean... It's like, there, I, I don't know what's happened. Because he was brilliant. No, I, th- I, thought. I thought, you know... He, there's, a, there's a point where he becomes the superstar. There's a point where he gets in terrible debt. And there's a point where he's living hand to mouth. And I think that's where he's at now. That's why he picks right. the project. But you has. can... It reflects in his performance. Right. I mean, which is sad. Because he's got it within him to be... I think back on top, right? If, you know, he's he's really good. But these early movies, I, the first time I ever saw Nick Cage was in Valley Girl, and I love that movie. And I, I mean, I thought, oh, look at this guy; he's awesome. Back in the day, I was more on the punk side anyway, so I related to him and right. his character in Valley Girl. So I thought it was just really good. So I followed him ever since then. So. For for you, Justine, for you mm-hmm. being this, I, I I like the fact that a you've never seen it and b b didn't really know about it. So walking into this very blind. So what did you think? So I I watched the trailer first, first of all. So which is why I said, okay, you've seen the movie because it really the trailer kept going to the point where when it ended, I felt like I had watched a movie. Right. I will say there is more in the movie than was in the trailer, but the trailer was pretty spot on with like it kind of took you through the whole. Like, these are what's going to happen. There's too much information in the trailer, old, maybe? Old, old trailers used to do that a I lot. I think so. Yeah. The biggest shift that, or I'm not going to say shift, um, what is the word I'm looking for? The twist. The biggest twist in the movie that wasn't in the trailer was the fact that everybody was fighting for the baby. Because in the trailer, it just looked like this one guy was trying to steal it back for the main guy. Like, that's right. the impression I got from the trailer. Right. But the fact that, you know... Um, Cage's character is writing this letter to his wife and he's like, I understand I'm not the man you need me to be. I'm not going to be here when you get back. I'm sorry for what I have to do, but I need to do it for you guys and I'll send money. And then his boss shows up and is like, I know what you did and give me the baby. Like it just turns into like everybody wants the baby. So he's like, give me the baby or I'll turn you in. And then of course his convict friends are like, oh, that's the baby. That's the baby that they want $25,000 for. So we're going to go turn in this baby and rob this bank and make lots of money. So then they want the baby. So everybody's fighting for the baby. Um, So that was interesting. But I didn't know what to expect in terms of like the whole film and was pleasantly surprised. 
I, I thought it was a fun film. I like the way that it was shot. I like the dialogue. I like it on a filmmaking perspective. And it interested me the whole time. Well, that's a Coen Brothers man. Yeah. And the yeah. Coen Brothers are, I mean, they're, they're really good filmmakers. And they they're, are. They're really good at taking... This is such a wonderful character piece. I mean, these are all just... These are characters. Really we're char- yeah, characters. Yeah, we're characters. And a lot of times, we, you know, we'll see movies that, like, you'll see Denzel or Tommy Lee Jones. It's like, they're playing characters, but you know it's Denzel. And while we, on, on, on a level that you know it's Nick Cage, or when you finally figure it out, it's Nick Cage, it's still not Nick Cage. It's high H.I. You know? Yeah. High, yeah. High. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, and so, and, and it Hall- wasn't recognizable right. Nick Cage. And I, that is, because I haven't seen his older stuff. Like, that's the thing. I didn't realize he'd been doing film for so long. Um, but that was the first older oh, yeah. Nick Cage that I had seen. That's probably my favorite time. favorite Nick Cage. I think this is his first starring role, though. I think he, he'd been in a bunch of stuff. I don't think he Didn't starred. did he get Johnny Depp into movies? Probably. I think so. Probably. It sounds, I think about, it sounds about the same age, around the same era. I want to say that Nick Cage gave, I think it was Johnny Depp his break. But I first saw this movie. This this is my first Nick Cage movie. Really? Yeah. You I, didn't see at mm, Valley Girl. Didn't see Valley Girl until later. Mm. Um, I saw this when I was ten or eleven, and I think he plays that kind of that kind of film well because everything was so monotone, but it wasn't at the same time. Right. Like no one really reacted. Even like the reactions were monotone right but it was that kind of style that i think he does really well with that kind of awkward style that he nails um and i think that's why it did so well like i've seen things that i've definitely seen him in are like ghost rider and he did the national treasure movies right yep. yeah. and it's it I, I just didn't it wasn't a strong character to me like this one was right this one i think he nailed it and they all did they all worked together really well yeah, like, like I said earlier, but I really like his and um, Holly Hunter's chemistry. I mean, I buy them as a married couple, and I buy them as this. Like, it's it's funny. I mean, it, you, you brought it up when they were talking about, you know, they're having decent friends over. But in the end, they're the ones who committed a, a pretty heinous act. They, mm-hmm. kidnap, yeah. they kidnap a baby. And we're, as an audience, the way it's presented to us, we're so forgiving of that. We're almost like... Can they keep? I'm almost like, can they keep the baby? Right. Mm-hmm. And, I know. And right? I know the right thing to do is to give the baby back, and that's what they did. Like Nathan at the end, like I got five of them. Go ahead. Fast times at Richmond High. Yes, he I was. didn't know that. As, I was just looking uh, that. As Coppola. Right. Well, his uh, real name. He's actually a Coppola. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's um, okay. nephew. Nephew. So. He directed The Godfather. That's a movie. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Sometimes I don't know. I have it. not seen it, but I know it's I've a movie. I've seen so many of his movies. Moonstruck, Peggy Sue Got Married, Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss is weird. It is weird, but <laughs> it's I've weird. Seen It's it. one of his favorites, but it's weird. Honeymoon in Vegas, I've seen. Con Air. Con Air. Con Air's part I haven't of my, gotten this there and Con Air is my two favorites. I haven't gotten there yet. The Rock have is amazing. I think I have. Con Air's ridiculous. The Rock is really good. The Rock is good, yeah. Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, <laughs> which I love. Face Off is so weird. Yeah. I recognize so many of these movie, from the being on my dad's shelf. Mm-hmm. I know what the Face Off, like I remember how the case looks sideways on a VHS. Gone in 60 Seconds, I love It's a good movie. movie. Angelia Jolie's in that. Anyway. I have seen that one and, too. And Giovanni Ribisi. And yeah. It's a good movie. A lot of hot cars, man. And you know how I am about the, hot cars. The Eleanor, uh, the Mustang, the Shelby <laughs> Mustang, was just on uh, auction uh, last week. I like it. Well, I can't afford Doing it. it. I can't afford it either, but I thought it was neat. Afford what? The the Mustang that they were going after in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. It's amazing. Oh. So, did you find it funny? I did. Cool. I liked it. It was a good movie. I thought it was. I thought it was but like I said, I, I I'll first, have to look up What's Her Face. Um, I first saw it when I was between 10 and 11 because it came out in 87, so I was 10, 9 to 10, and then um, I, I saw it on video. I was in high school. I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> I was 30. <laughs> 30. You were not. In her I'm 30 life. right now. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was going to say, wait a minute. You're like, you were not. I just watched it a I couple days ago. I know my age, okay? <laughs> right now, anyway. I haven't forgotten yet. Uh, I will say that kid was great too. Like the expressions of him, yeah, like Nathan. pulling his hood down and looking well, back actually, and forth between the them. The baby handler was great because that child didn't know what he was doing. So let's talk about the. I want to talk about when um, 
a high goes and steals the babies. Right. I love this scene. It's when he's trying to pick one out. Yeah, there's. I don't know how they keep getting out. The, the crib's really high, and they all just in the cartoon fashion just kind of fall out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and the picks one up and then the other one runs. It's yeah. crazy. They're old enough, though, that kids that age do get out of cribs. Yeah. And the cribs before and didn't used to... Jack was a climber. Like the the actual crib mattresses, it didn't look like were... They, they couldn't be lowered. So, like, the crib mattresses are always, like, right here. And if you really think about it, it was, like, here. So it's not hard for that kid to just flop on over. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're crazy adventurous for being so young. Yeah. Oh, uh, they were. Jack, Jack was totally a climber. Mm-hmm. He would climb out of his crib all the time. Your kids could climb? Climbers? No. You've met them, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think of the ones that would have climbed, it was probably Callie. But I don't ever remember it being a problem. Right. So, no. <laughs> I, like, I like he's got the one and the one's going toward the the stairs right. <laughs> and just and and then i love the intercut f- from everything i mean there's a grown man in the nursery upstairs for some reason why the nursery's upstairs i don't know but the grown why man wouldn't it be the bedrooms are probably all upstairs <laughs> right i guess um he's like but there's babies well first of all where's the baby gate <laughs> like that should be the okay, thing that's this on was in the 80s guys I don't, I don't remember baby gates being there i mean i that's what I'm saying. This was the 80s. Well, we, then shut the door. We were still like riding in cars without seatbelts, okay? I, I did, did you see that? Yeah, with the hammock. I posted this image on my, my Facebook. I'll put it in the show notes if I can remember. Mm-hmm. But there was an ad for a baby hammock from the 1950s yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like used from the 50s. Safer to the than before. Right. It was like, you just tied this hammock in the back and stuck your baby in it. It was like, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Don't crash. Cause really, if you crash, that's on you. Not, not the yeah. baby hammock. And, and it's true. <laughs> the baby hammock just to keep the baby from getting anywhere. But other than that, there's yeah. baby safety was a whole different thing back then. It was not a thing. Do you have a libation for us? Yes, I do. So one of the sweetest parts in the movie for me is um, when Hi and Ed are you know, sitting outside and they're watching the sunset go down. And they were very sweet, and that's when they, I think, decided they wanted to have a baby. Yep. Yeah. So she wants to share it with someone. The libation. <laughs> Your Holly Hunter's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So the libation I chose is called the Arizona Sunset Cocktail. Nice. That sounds pretty. Yeah. It sounds it delicious. Is so hold on. Let me get my best, best Ed accent. <laughs> <clears throat> So you're going to take... Oh, no, that's bad. Hold on. Yeah. I can't do it right. Anyway. It's too feminine. you gotta, you got to make it more masculine. I rough around the she, edges. Holly Hunter does such a good job. I don't think I can do it. Anyway. Bring me a baby. Bring me a baby. you going back there and give me a toddler. So you're going to take two-third to three-fourth cup of well-chilled orange juice. Got that. And then you're going to take two to three tablespoons of light rum. But I wouldn't do tablespoons. I'd put you a couple of shots. Got in that. There. I'm going to make so, this one at home. But, but there's options to this drink. If you don't like light rum, you can use coconut flavored rum. Or you can put some tequila if you desire. What about both? So you will you half could, rum, half tequila. But it might change the flavor of the drink. Fair point. So you can do the rum or the tequila. And then you take those, one tablespoon of fresh lime juice. And then you're going to need yourself one one and a half to two tablespoons of well-chilled prickly pear cactus syrup. Ah, but killed by the syrup. But if you don't have any prickly pear cactus syrup, you can use grenadine syrup. It's fine. Done. We got to go. And then and then you needed a seeded orange wedge for a garnish if you like a garnish. And what you got to do is you got to shake the orange juice, rum, lime juice. Get you some ice cubes in a cocktail shaker, and you need to stir it together and shake it, and you need to strain it into a well-chilled stemmed goblet or a wine glass if you want to be fancy. Yep. And then you gently pour the cactus syrup. You don't you don't mix the cactus syrup yet. You let it fall to the bottom. You've got to gently pour so the cactus pretty. syrup into the glass, but don't stir it. The syrup, whether it's grenadine or prickly pear, you got to like let it sink to the bottom because it produces a layered sunset look. And then you cut you a notch in the orange wedge and hook it on the rim of that glass and you serve it immediately. But you got to drink it in your lawn chair. Yes. And you enjoy it with someone. And then you enjoy that Arizona sunset. Well, that sounds delightful. Hot, I need me a baby. <laughs> You can probably make a baby after drinking a few I'm of those. Tempted not to, I'm, tempted, I'm trying not to do this whole episode as a bad. I'm so <laughs> 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 
So there you go. Got some bar trivia. What's the trivia? We'll do uh, some games with this, and we'll do um, some straight up like we normally. Nathan Jr. does not cry through the entire movie. No, he does not. But all he's other, a good baby. But all the other main characters do, <laughs> and they do it a lot at some point. But no one right. Hyde cried, but yeah, never the baby. Yeah. When did he cry? Um, he always seems so stoic. And it seems like he cried at some point. I don't know. I think um, I have to go back, but I, he, he, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing in my hand the crime. I'm trying to. Okay, continue. Don't worry about when he cried. He cried. How many babies played the Arizona Quince? I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 12. 15. Jeez. Y'all know the good numbers, though. Bravo on that. However, uh, one of the babies was fired. Oh, what did he do? Poop too much? During production. Why did he get fired? Oh, I want to tell you. Because he kept bullying the other babies. Or maybe he kept crying and would not chill. He learned to walk. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Uh, the mother went as so far as putting the, uh, the baby's shoes on backwards in order to prevent him from walking. Oh, that's mean. Well, luckily, like, like, my baby's going to be famous. She wanted And then starts paycheck. walking, and you just keep pushing him down. Stop it. Here, Stop get, it. Hey, pause, pause that. So think about this. So the, the babies that played Nathan Jr. are older than Justina. <gasps> <laughs> that's You're hilarious. <laughs> that could be my daddy. I'm no, just kidding. No, no. No. He could no, I'm just be kidding. a brother. But <laughs> older friend of yours, but... He could have had kids young. Y'all don't know. Don't judge Nathan's life. So two of the co-stars of this film were roommates in Yale in 1982. Which two were they? Two convicts. You know, one of them was John Goodman, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he can have a roommate. Yale. Did Nick Cage go to Yale? I'm going to say Nick Cage. You said co-stars, right? Yeah, like two, yeah. two of the people that we had listed as. Nick Cage and John Goodman. Your guess? Uh, the two convicts. I don't know both their names. I know oh, Goodman's so in it. Oh, so you're and William Forsythe? Yeah. Francis McDermott and Holly Hunter. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Who was Francis? The girls were smart. They went to Yale. Francis was the other wife? Yeah, she was Dot. Oh, we didn't really brilliant. talk. Do you not we didn't know really Francis talk about McDermott? that scene. No. Oh. Where she's she was like, corner. you got to get them the shots. Did you get them the shots? I don't know. Hyde, did we get them the shots? We're going to have to You got to start do, a savings um, account. Did you start a savings account? I don't know, Hyde. Did you get your dip tap? You got to get your dip tap. We're going to have to. Um, oh, God. What's that movie? I love her. Okay. It's cold. Fargo. Yes. Also a Coen Brothers. I, I have seen, seen scenes of that for school, but okay. I have not seen the whole film. Fargo But I, awesome. I have wanted to watch it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Fargo's another yeah. Coen Brothers. Yeah. It's Frances McDermott. She's got her first Oscar from that. She's the cop. Okay. Who's <coughs> pregnant during it. The Coen Brothers wrote Holly Hunter's character specifically for her. Uh, the lullaby that Ed sings to Nathan Jr. after his quote-unquote nightmare is a song down in the Willow Garden, a folk song about a man sentenced to death by being brutally murdered, uh, murdering his fiancée. We're going to play a sample of it here. And that was that. Very Everybody cute. wake up. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Have a good lullaby. So, Leonard Small talks about how he fetched uh, $30,000 himself as a when he was um, sold on the black market as a baby. Who? Wait, wait, who did what that? Now? The bounty hunter, Leonard Smalls. Oh, right. When he's talking to Nathan Sr., says yeah. that he fetched himself $30,000 when he was a baby. But that was $1954. That would equal over $120,000 in 1987. Oh, that wow. makes about sense, like now though, because I think people paid a lot of money for babies. Black market baby. I would say that that's probably pretty equal to how much a good baby would go for. No, I totally agree. I think that there's a lot of people who'd pay a lot of money for. A I baby. wish I would have the money at one point in my life ever where I could be like, let's go buy a baby off the black market because I have a hundred grand just sitting here. Shoot, I wish I had some babies to sell. I know, right? <laughs> I got some student loan debt, <laughs> right? Kevin Costner auditioned for the role of High McDonough three I like times. that he just waits for us to stop talking. Oh, he really wanted that part, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to either do that as a question, but I was like, that would go on too long to, without hints. The shot in the camera uh, that moves in on Florence, Arizona, after she discovers that Nathan Jr. is gone, is a direct homage to The Evil Dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Joel Cohen was the assistant editor on The Evil Dead. That's awesome. That shot. According to Sam McMurray, who played Glenn, one day he and Nick Cage went out to eat dinner and an, an excited female fan came over to the table. She couldn't decide if the man she was looking at was really Cage. Once convinced it was him, she asked him for an autograph. Cage wrote on a cocktail na- napkin, tomorrow you will die, Nick Cage. Oh, Jesus. That's hilarious. 
When Matthew McConaughey was asked about the movie, but did she die? Who knows? Oh God! When Matthew McConaughey was asked about uh, the what movie he watched the most, he said, "Raising Arizona." Oh, that's awesome. The news article H.I. reads in the film about the Arizona Quince contains the following text. The father is unpainted furniture tycoon Nathan Arizona, who is reportedly pondering a run for Congress of the 4th District. Pete, uh, Pete Peterson, Republican, incumbent of the 4th, dismissed the birth of the Quince as a cheap publicity stunt in a news conference Thursday. He characterized Nathan Arizona as an unprincipled media hog and a loud uh, hectoring nitwit, but conceded that Trey Wilson, the actor playing him, is a very nice fellow and, a di- and with a distasteful job to do. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Trey Wilson did play him. and so right. Trey Wilson actually uh, was, he's great in this film. Uh, left us to, uh, he died about three years after this. Aww. He died like it. He was like, how old do you think he was in the movie? He didn't look. 40s. I would say 40s or 50s. Yeah, he died at 42. So he's, he was like 38 when he made this movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he looked old. He looked, he older, looked older than 38. He looked like, so probably living his life a little hard. When Ed tells High not to cuss around Nathan, he responds, well, he don't know a cuss word from Shinola. Uh, and the Americans have to know shit from Shinola is an, Shinola is an old brand of uh, shoe polish. Which means incredibly clueless. I didn't know Shinola was a shoe polish. That's what I've shared that for. Oh, I didn't either. The prison counselor at the beginning of the movie wears a high on his necklace. High is a Hebrew word, uh, word meaning uh, with a symbol that means life. Uh, and it's pronounced as if you were saying high. So it's, pronou- it's spelled C-H-A-A-I. In English, Nicholas Cage character high is also called, H-I is also called high throughout the film. So it's uh, foreshadowing. Uh, okay. Mayor, I love this. Mayor Herb. Drinkwater of Scottsdale, Arizona, proclaimed that the film had no redeeming social value and is certainly not a, an image that Emer, uh, Arizona wanted to project. Oh, that's uh, Kate, sad. Kate, I have a lot of this. Uh, Kate Catshaw, who is um, Steven Spielberg's wife, uh-huh. uh, she was in uh, Indiana Jones and a bunch of other films, turned down the role of Ed McDonough, a decision she regretted. Yeah, Why would I, she turn it down if it was designed just for Holly? What's her name? Well, Hollywood had had to audition too, so they had to audition lots of people. They wrote it for her and hoping they get her, but this, you know, this is still a studio film, so sometimes oh, okay. that's so you stuff. have to audition. Uh, Ed's maiden name, which is visible on her police uniform tag, is Huckett. Edwina Huckett. Edwina Huckett. Do you know what High's name is? No. Uh, his first name is Herbert. Herbert. And he says that in the letter when he's leaving. Oh yeah, he does say Herbert. Herbert. So here, I'm going to finish this up with, if you're vacationing in Arizona, the place High usually robs is the shortstop grocery store, which is now a Circle K, located at 2311 West Deer Valley Road at North uh, 23rd Avenue in North Phoenix. Oh, that's awesome. The striking adobe home of the Arizonas, uh, of the Arizonas was a historic 1925 Joe, uh, Joe Cake Inn on North Phoenician Boulevard, which is now incorporated into the Phoenician Resort, 6,000 East Camelback Road, at the foot of the Camelback Road Mountains in Scottsdale. Nice. The showroom of Unpainted Arizona, the largest chain of unpainted furniture and bathroom fur- fixtures outlet throughout the Southwest, is a Home Depot. Oh, God. 12434 North Creek, <laughs> Cave Creek Road. Cave Creek is a northern suburb of Phoenix. Nice. Escape convicts Gail and uh, Evel Snorts. Uh, Snow's John Goodman and Bob Forsythe right. sent out to rob the Farmers and uh, Mechanics Bank of Lagrange, uh, taking little baby, uh, baby Nathan Jr. with him. The bank was actually a restaurant, which is now closed, but it's uh, used to be the Resta uh, Resta Pass Steakhouse, twenty seven five hundred North Alma School Parkway, <laughs> southeast of East Dynamite Boulevard, north of Scottsdale, toward Carefree. So you can there's four locations that you can go visit if you go to Arizona. Nice. You can see the four locations from. I love well, it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Weird trivia this week. That is hilarious. Screw Mary Kill. Hi. Let's Ed, do it. Hi, Ed, or Leonard Smalls. Which one was Leonard Smalls? He's he the was bounty, the bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Oh. <laughs> I like that face. I think I'm we're sorry. all. I think we're all gonna kill him. Yeah, he was scary. I'll go first. So you do like scary? No, no, <laughs> I like. She likes bathed scary. I like hot scary. <laughs> not. How about you get clean up? While you used to be, he used to be a football player. He's a. He's not active in a while. He's still. He, but he's still around. Um. Whew, that's a hard one for me because. I don't mind. I don't, I don't really want that kind of a lifestyle. I don't want to really marry any of them. Well, I um, got to <laughs> one of them. Okay, so I'm I'm killing the bounty hunter. That's done. Poor dog. I guess. Or Boba Fett, depending on which bounty hunters you like. I I'm gonna I guess I'll have to screw high 
and marry Ed because Ed has a job still at the end of the movie. <laughs> High five. Actually, she doesn't. She quit her job. Oh, but she quit. But she, I feel before like before they stole the baby, maybe this is I, she, she I quit feel her like job. she can get a job faster than I could. She's marketable. <laughs> she was a police officer. She can always get another police officer job. That's what I'm saying. Mother? Yeah. Okay, so Bounty Hunter, he's got to go because he's gross. He is gross. <laughs> he looks like he smells bad. I don't, like, don't want to have sex with him, and I also don't want him to be my husband. So you got to go. Um, I cannot marry Ed because she's too in control of everything. I think we would butt heads a lot. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't be, have I mean, that. We would totally get a divorce. No, no, no. <laughs> it um, wouldn't be lifelong but i don't think things would work out with me and high either but i mean she was like real frisky when they were trying to have babies yeah. so i'm down for that uh, but i would marry high because it feels like even though he's not marketable he's willing to do anything to take care of his family so i value that take care of me oh there you go Ooh. You gonna hmm. keep Smalls, buddy? You gonna keep him? No. Yeah, cuddle him. <laughs> no, I gonna cuddle Smalls. Big teddy bear. It was either Smalls or Nathan Senior, and they, I, they're both. Or I mean, we could it on the prison guys too, but I don't think like I mean, I think. Oh, Smalls is fine. We I, just kill him. But, it gives us somebody to kill. Right, <laughs> and that's what I kept thinking because every it's funny. It's Ed uh, and High are so likable. They're either or are gonna be screwable or right. marryable. And then, but I would have well, if you'd put Nathan Senior, I would have married him because he's got all the money. I gotcha, but I think I think. <laughs> Then who'd you kill that way then? Who would Scott I needs his empire. I would have killed Ed because, okay. oh. you know. You can't experience the frisk. I know, but she's more annoying. Than See, I was going to go with Ed, but man, Justine's convinced me. So I'm, I'm marrying High. Okay. I'll, I'm marrying High. High. I'll stick with Ed. And uh, he won't take care of you. I'll, I'll sleep with, uh, I'll screw uh, Ed and then uh, we'll uh, let old Leonard go back to hell. All right, there you go. Where he belongs. And the same way if I had Nathan, I'm cl- I got you on the on the he's rich, but I, he just seems <sighs> unpleasant to live with. Well, when we say screw Mary kill, that doesn't mean I have to be married to them forever. No, well, well, don't well me. This is two, I, I 2020, 2020, 2020, Anyway. What's she saying? Is she has twenty twenty vision, Scotty? <laughs> she gonna get that she money? Go. She got that hindsight. Hindsight. <laughs> that high hey, sight. <laughs> Pun intended, hey, my ladies. <laughs> I have some fun facts. Okay, give me a fact. That's fun. Uh, here are fun facts about multiple births. Uh, this is from. If it's not fun, though, I'm gonna call you out on it. Sure. <laughs> I find it fun. <laughs> I don't not guarantee anyone else's fun. <laughs> I've never guaranteed anyone's fun about any of these podcasts. All right. Fun facts from about multiple births, and this is from the CDC from uh, 2018. I guess you know 2019. Right. Dan, not How many twin uh, within 10,000? How many twin births do you think were in the, in the country in 2018? Within the whole country? Yeah. Within within ten thousand. Within ten thousand. Within ten thousand. Within north or south ten thousand. I'm giving you 10,000. Okay, for this past year, how many... 2018, so you're 2018, plus. how many twin births? In the country. Just twin or multiples? We're just just twins. We'll get to just the rest twins. of them. I would say... 472,000. So there's definitely 10,000. Yeah, and we he means up. within 10,000. Right. Oh, okay. So I will give you, oh, you know, okay. north and south 10,000 on that number. Okay. Okay, well, let's see. Mm. 750,000. <laughs> Those poor ladies. Uh, way too high. Uh, 123,536. That is surprising, oh. though, because I felt like they're more common what is since it? fertility. The reason why I thought they were more common, my mother is a twin and my father is a twin. And and I have twins in my family. How do you not have twins? This because I... <sighs> It usually skips a generation. Only birthed one child. <laughs> you were and, like, and usually, and usually, they say that if you have twins, it is your second or third oh, birth. Oh. Yeah, it's not usually right. your first, which is the case with it. The my mom and dad are the youngest, right? Of of their siblings, and you're the you're their only child, so right. So it skipped them. But if I had had more children, the likelihood of me having twins was extremely high, which is why I did not. <laughs> Have any more? <laughs> you only said, birthed one. Yes, I did. I did not know that. She acquired the other one in a trade. Well done. <laughs> Black market. Well done. Talk about those rates later, okay? 
We'll talk about that okay, later. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got one off the black market. He's awesome. He's my ginger baby. So um, I will I will spot you a thousand in this one. Okay. Number of triple births in the country. Triples? Triples, yeah. Triplets. Oh, I thought you said triple. <laughs> How many triples were born in this country? <laughs> I'm like, only going to spot you a thousand. <laughs> in the year of 2018. Yeah. How, triplets. I Well, let's see. How much was... Um, uh, twins were 1, 123,536. Okay. Um, I would say... 57,000. 49,000. 3,400. Oh. Really? Yeah, it's a dramatic drop. Dang, not that many. Number of quadruplet births, I will spot you 100. 200. 75. I bet that goes up. Yeah, you're both within the range. Uh, 115. Okay. And I will spot you 10 on this one. Number of quintuplets are higher in the country. 15. Um, There's no prize. I like 10. Oh, nailed it right there. <laughs> I had to think about the news because those always end up on the news. That's true. So I had to think about that year. Oh, that wouldn't mean nothing to me. I can't remember The that. twin birth rate is 32.6 per 1,000 life births. So every 32.6, you get twins. Nice. Triplet or higher birth weight is 93.0 per 100,000 life births. So it's rare. So I went looking for famous quintuplets, and yeah. I found some. Well, there are some. And I found I found one in particular. Have you ever heard of the Dion uh, the Dion quintuplets? The Dion quintuplets? No. no. Born in Ontario in uh, 1934, they were the first quintuplets known to have survived their infancy. Oh wow! All five uh, of them uh, lived until they were adults. Uh, they were also all identical. Um, right now, to this day, two remain. One of them died like in her twenties too. It was really so. Here's the thing, though. So um, they they were born to a par, poor farmer family, and the state took the babies. Guess what they did with the babies? They went. Um, they were in a freak show, probably. They made a zoo for them, basically. That's what I'm saying. And sold tickets, and they lived there. Uh, they lived in this nursery in Ottawa or Ontario until um, they were nine, and there was. Like pavilions where you know people would right. watch, watch them go play outside, and 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 it was a whole whole thing. And so after nine, the family finally sued and got the fam the girls back. Nice. The, the 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 couple had already had more children, and the the family dynamic was ruined by then. So the girls never really felt at home with these. Aww. I mean, it was a whole. Mess. Why did they take them? Because that doesn't happen. They were an oddity, and right. back then was the time of like any kind of abnormality. They would um, basically parade you around like based, like a freak show. It was like yeah, this so. Was scientists took them because it's no. no the state they, took the state them took to make them. money off of them. They could they, they could, could legally tickets. do that then. It's Canada. Oh, what they a, could, oh. They, yeah. So they Take took them baby. to sell tickets for babies. Uh, an exhibit. So we're gonna play a little game with this. Okay. How many people walk through the observation gallery? Of, of, of this facility just watch the girls play and do their thing between 1936 and 1943 oh god 250,000 482,000 3 million Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and not one of them threw a fit <laughs> 3 million, million people went to go see this in that time frame too 1936 to 1943 are also World War 2 years so so people had time and money to go do this yeah, during the, World War 2 and also the, the depression the depression was going on I need yeah. something to feel We're good sad. let's go look at these babies the girls did not make any money from this they were the, no, the, of course the, not. the original plan was the proceeds from this was go to a trust fund for them yeah. but when they got got old enough to get the trust fund the trust fund was empty because uh, security and staff and nurses and then stuff on the, like the on the um, right guest side so like you know, toilet paper and gift shop items and things like that all they should have sued they, they did and they got some money after okay. that but but that but and it took them a while to get that wow that's uh, crazy can you imagine that being the way you started your now? life two of them are still alive uh okay. they were in the news a couple of years ago because they were trying to save their birth home and try to turn it to a museum because oh, okay. it's, it's i think they i think they they're still capitalizing it. on their birth well, most of them, 
most of them did this. Most of them went and went and tried to, tried their best to have a normal life, and then they shunned away from the public because they spent ten years as right. I mean, they were in movies. They, there's two or three films that they were were in, and were they in Freak Show? Well, well, no, they weren't in Freak Show, but no, I'm talking about the movie. Freak no, 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 Show. I'm saying yeah, they were they weren't in that. I think Freak Show is actually way earlier. I think it's a, I think it's earlier than there. Is than, it? Yeah. I didn't know. I couldn't remember. Um, uh, anyway, um, so the. Yeah, there's two sisters left there, but they're like in their 80s. They're they're pretty pretty up there. Alrighty. So the budget for this film was six million dollars. How right. much did you think it made? Were these people famous in the time that they made the movie? No. Well, I mean, yes, I mean, famous. I mean, Nick Cage had done a few movies by then, so I would. And Holly Hunter was kind of known by then, wasn't she? Right. Fifteen so, million. I would say. 22. Oh, look at you. 22.8. Well done. Barry, there you are. I didn't even, I swear I didn't research it. That's fine. Uh, world, worldwide gross was 29. That's awesome. So it opened March 15th, 1987. And this is a trick question. I'm just telling you this straight out. Okay. Uh, where did it place that weekend? Two. Second. Yeah. Um, I told you it was a trick question, and I meant it. It finished 17th. Really? Mm-hmm. That's sad. What else was playing that was so darn good? I'll, I'll tell you in a second, but I'll tell you why, so why it was a trick question. It only played on one theater. Oh, God. But it made $36,000 in the one theater, so it did pretty good. That's so awesome. it's not, it wasn't bad. Top movies of that weekend were Lethal Weapon 2, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Platoon, which won the Oscar oh, that, that year. That was a great movie. Uh, Radio Days, and then Ten Men. I saw the first three. Raiders Day is Woody, um, Woody Allen. I didn't and see that. It's, it's all right. Uh, Ten Men, which I've not seen. I've and never seen that. It's a con man movie, I think. Okay. I may be confusing that with Matchstick. Very cool. So uh, where do you think it ranked in the year? And it only played in one theater the whole year? No, no, no just the, the no, opening no. weekend. Uh, what's, what was good about it, they, it did so well the opening weekend, because I don't think the... Uh, the studio had faith in it, and so they put it out in one theater and did really, really well. And so they the next the next week it was in a few more, but by like week four or five it was all over the country. So okay, it had a good it had a good build on it. So there was a couple of weekends where it was like pulling in nine. Thirty three for the whole year. Whole year. I'm gonna say the same seventeen. Forty two. Okay. Forties. Uh, it has. Had we we have done another film in 1987 on this podcast. Uh, we have done the Monster Squad. Yes, we did. And, the, and so in comparison, it did better than The Monster Squad, and The Monster Squad came in at 135. Okay. Top five movies of 1987. Y'all want to take a crack? Nope. Um, one of them is in the top five of the I week. I would say yeah. Platoon. Platoon is up there. Would be one. It's number two. I'm trying to think what came out. Did any Star Wars came out in 87? No. Last okay. Star Wars was 83, and then the next one would be 99. Okay. So wasn't that. Um, what else came out in 87? I'm really bad about movies. I'm bad about um, both. Favorite. I like, uh, like St. Elmo's Fire. I that's, don't know. That's earlier, but... Is uh, it? Yeah. I'm thinking. Number uh, Steven Spielberg movie or um, Stephen King? No. Was there a Raiders of the Lost Ark that came out? No, the next one. That would one be a Steven Spielberg movie, right? Right? Yeah. right? Okay, hold on. How about some... There's got to be some... When was like, Titanic? Awesome 80s kind of... <laughs> The you Breakfast know, Club. One of those movies, yes. Sixteen let's, Candles. Let's do one of those movies. Dirty Dancing. Mo- Dirty I will, Dancing. I will say all of these are eighties movies. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was way early. Uh, number one is Beverly Hill Cops Two. Oh, oh, I wouldn't have gotten there, but it's the same kind of movie, right, so I feel right. like yeah. we won. Yeah, <laughs> World victories, right? Uh, n- uh, number two is Platoon, which won the Oscar that year. Right. Fatal Attraction comes in at number oh, three. Oh, I love that movie. Never seen it. It's a good movie. They boil a bunny. They do boil a bunny. The Untouchables is number four. Never saw it. Really? I don't think I have. Sean Connery's in it. He's really good. Yeah. Sean Connery. Uh, three Men and a Baby, number five. Okay, that was a stupid movie, but I've seen <laughs> it. I can't believe it ranked in the top five. I can't. It was a monster. It was such it a monster. It was, I but remember, it was so stupid. I remember, it's a monster. It was, but it's so stupid. Yeah, we, I, it's not. It's, it's not one of my favorites. It I'll had put it that Magnum PI in it. That's why it was. Steve Gutenberg and um, who's the other guy? It's I don't a, know. Somebody not that important. Ted, I guess Ted Danson. Ted Danson. It was Ted Danson. I don't think that's right. It's got to be Ted Danson. I don't. I. I don't think that's right. I. I'm looking. Surely it was Ted Danson. 
Is it Ted Danson? It just doesn't seem like it's Ted Danson. Who is Ted Danson? Oh. You watch The Good Place? Yes. He's the main demon. He was on Cheers. The older yeah, the gray hair guy? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've not seen him in anything but that, so I'm out. Yeah, Tom Selleck, Steve Guttenberg, and Ted Danson. Well, look at there. Well, I should have stuck with my gut and I doubted myself. Here you go. Wow. Well, I can't. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I was like, yeah. I can clearly see. I mostly can see just Tom Selleck in it, but yeah. that's a weird premise for a movie, by the way. It's a weird movie. Hey, here's a baby. One of you may be the dad. Good luck. <laughs> I'm well, out. Well, that's when women's ovaries were popping really hard, and having three men love on a baby just made them pop even Isn't harder. Isn't that the musical? That musical about the three dads and one kid? Probably. What that's is it? It's probably a, plot a premise of, Matt, of that. Yeah, 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 that one. That movie. <laughs> Mommy, okay. Oh, my God, that's right. Mamma Mia is kind of like a musical version of Three Men and a Baby. There you go. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. All right. Mamma Mia. So would you recommend this? Here we go again. I hate that movie. Um, I would totally recommend this movie. Absolutely. I would too. And I think it is still funny today. Like it's still a good movie. Right. I, Absolutely. It lasted. I, it, it, it really holds up. I mean, yeah. it really holds up. It does it? hold up. It's a great movie. It's a fun movie. It's, it's not too long, which I love. It's not like I'm sitting there for three hours going, oh my God, is this movie ever going to end? And it wasn't boring. Like the whole thing, it was like the pacing was really it's done. It's really good pacing, yeah. It was done really well. So it was, I, I liked it. Yeah. I will I absolutely recommend it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, good movie. really, really funny. So. I don't regret renting it. Let's just say that. Oh, good. Good. So. good. I, I actually had to pay for it because my internet was being stupid. And I have stars and it was free for stars. But I couldn't get my star. Like it would it would play for a couple of seconds and then stop and buffer. It played for a couple of seconds. So I got really frustrated and had to rent it. But I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I was, was good. Uh, headed home from work. And on the way from home from work, there's a Dollar General. I was like, I will get something for... I cook you real found it at Dollar General. And I, I got what I was getting at the Dollar General. I was in line. And in the corner, I saw it just peeking out of the like this rescue bin of like bargain videos. And I was like, that's, that's cool. Awesome. And I was like, I've not seen that in a long time. So I bought it. And so that's awesome. So I paid a whole $4.99 for it. That's, that's pretty much I how much I paid it. for it. I don't want to get. Look at that. <laughs> get the keys, you know, like you, I don't. Bring me a Dollar General. I'm not going to lie. I have not used a dvd player in years i mean i have streamed everything so i, I, I own one i don't know if it still works because i've not used it in years I wanna, you know it just occurs to me i didn't even check if we own that before i rented it i don't think we do but i didn't even check i don't think you guys do either i don't remember maybe it's a comedy we don't have a lot of comedies the ones we have are because of me and i hadn't seen it so okay. all right well anything else any final thoughts no, I don't think so. This was great. Well, that was good. I'm going to go make me a Arizona sunset. <laughs> no, this sounded good. Didn't shake it? it, pour it, send a picture. And you can, you can do enjoy, it. enjoy that as you, you got all well, that I don't stuff. have a lawn chair, though, but you, I do have me a baby. You don't have one of them folding chairs? I'll have one outside? of them folding chairs. She's not really a baby. She can count. I'll put her in a diaper looking thing. <laughs> you and your derby wife can sit outside and talk about how I'll, pretty the sunset I'll be is. Like, don't you come back without a baby. <laughs> Bring me a baby. What would you do with another baby? You don't need another baby. I would baby. probably cry all the time because <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> if it's going to be a baby, it's not going to be one I make because <laughs> I'm not taking these skates off. Okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we can go play about. <laughs> Baby's going to be about it. <laughs> On that note, this is Sky saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.